0: Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 536 and U2. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. No, it's U2. As well. Yeah. And them. Yes. Uh-huh. Man, what a show today. Yeah.
1: We got uh, we got a humdinger of a show.
0: Uh, Bronson Arroyo, former Red Sox great, wins the uh, World Series in 2004. He's got a band called uh, Bronson Arroyo in the 04s. And a new record out. We'll talk to him about that sometime after, oh, I don't know, 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock.
1: Yeah. And it's going to rain all day, so you got uh, you got that to contend with. You might as well sit back and enjoy that Bronson Arroyo interview. High of 47 today. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 43. 35 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: It's also a Thunderbird Thursday. We'll have tickets for uh, Saturday's game against the Charlotte Checkers at the Mass Mutual Center. And tickets to see Back in Black at uh, the Gateway City Arts on the 11th. Oh,
1: speaking of Gateway, Gateway Regional Schools District is uh, delayed two hours this morning. Because of the rain? Yes, uh, there are certain parts of the hill towns that the superintendent was informed by the highway department that are uh, not good for travel right now.
0: Gotcha. That's good enough to and delay I know school. that
1: superintendent highway guy. Yeah? He don't know what he's talking about.
0: <laughs> it's 537 with Bax and Nagle on Rock 102. How cold is it out there? When will it switch to freezing rain? Rock 102 is always locked. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550 and George Thorogood with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.
1: Rainy with a high of 47 today. uh, Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 43. It's 35 in downtown Springfield. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagels Hollywood Trash. Well, BuzzFeed put together a list of celebrities who have shared their experiences with g- 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 ghosts. <laughs> okay, this is for all you non-believers out there, okay? Lily Collins said she was visited by Ted Bundy's victims while filming extremely wicked, shockingly evil and vile. Sure she did. Keanu Reeves, when he was little, he and his nanny saw a jacket wave through a doorway without a body. Wow, that's uh, spooky. Megan Fox says she and her kid's nanny heard ghosts bringing in their room service breakfast while at a hotel in Mexico. I wouldn't mind ghosts providing me with breakfast. Uh, no, I. You know, if you got a ghost, you can do something useful. Yeah, like pick up around the the place a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, bring us a coffee. Uh, some Danish, like you said Yeah. Something. A uh, good coffee can, cake, maybe Love a good coffee cake Megan Mullally said she saw the ghost of Nicole Brown Simpson And would make noises But stopped after Nick Offerman watched The People vs. O.J. Simpson American Crime Story They were living on the property of a house That O.J. had rented for Nicole At the time I don't think that happened I don't think that happened either Helena Bonham Carter Said she communicated with Princess Margaret through a medium before portraying her on *The Crown*. Really? Mm-hmm. Kate Hudson said uh, she and her mom Goldie Hawn can feel spirits, like uh, absolute uh, I was grail, old granddad.
0: What's <laughs> gonna say? Yeah. So good around to schnapps for everybody, <laughs> right?
1: Cher says she loves ghosts and that the ghost of Sonny Bono plays tricks on her. Well, you know they were they were magic together comedically. Oh. Does she keep having a ski lift pass on her uh, on her nightstand? Oh, I wake up every morning and there's a ski lift pass there.
0: Do you not remember the Sonny and Cher show? Nothing but comedy gold between the I two of them. I
1: never saw that show. I've only seen clips of oh, this was Sunny and Cher. That was before my time.
0: Yeah, pass. I know. I'm realizing that now. Ariana Grande
1: says she encountered a demon at Stull Cemetery in Kansas. Demi Lovato said when she was growing up, there was a ghost of a little girl living in her home that she'd play with and talk to. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. And Selena Gomez says she used a ghost hunting app and found one who was telling her the names of people in her life.
0: Fascinating. You know, uh, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. No. And I've never actually seen one.
1: You never actually saw
0: one? Never saw a ghost.
1: What are you talking about? Scott Cohen comes in here every Monday morning at 7 o'clock. There's a difference between a ghost. And a has-been. And ghostly. <laughs> a ghost and a has-been are two different things. It's totally. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Angela. One thing you keep hearing over and over again this award season is how Angela Bassett looks as good as she da- ever has. Have you seen her? Is it Bassett or Bassett? Uh, Angela Bassett. I thought it was Bassett. No. Oh, I was think thinking of Jacqueline was- Bassett. Oh, that was the one that... Uh, Wait, who was the one that died with JFK Jr.? (sighs) What was the... She was a model, too, wasn't she?
0: Yeah, but it wasn't
1: Angela Bassett. Well, anyway, she looks as good as she ever has, and people aren't just blowing smoke when they say that. Costume designer Ruth E. Carter has been working with Angela for more than a quarter of a century, creating her looks for everything from What's Love Got to Do With It to Black Panther. Earlier this week, Carter paid tribute to Angela at the Costume uh, Designers Guild Awards and said, I can think of two numbers that haven't changed in over 25 years my mom's phone number and angela's measurements
0: she <laughs> is a saucy looking woman you have to say she's a beautiful beautiful lady how old is she 64
1: that's not uh,
0: no. by your by our standards now no 64 is no big deal but like when no, you're you're only talking about 20 year difference here yeah right when but like you like a 21 year old youngster you'd say oh I would i would uh, a 64 year old woman i would
1: never yeah, but now as a forty-four-year-old, you can say, "Eh, okay, yeah, I can see, I can see the attraction."
0: Yeah, now. And, and as like a fifty-five-year-old
1: man, I'd say, "Oh, I got no problem with that at all." Oh, I mean, she is a good-looking lady. Damn right. Uh, let's see. Jenna Malone posted a beautiful throwback picture of herself standing in a field in the French countryside on a sunny day. It was taken right after she finished filming the final Hunger Games movie in 2015. But while it looks like a really ser- serene moment for her, things were actually a lot more complicated. In the caption, she was dealing with a swirling mix of emotions because she was, quote, going through a bad breakup and was also sexually assaulted by someone I had worked with. Yikes. There's a lot going on there. But she added she was so full of gratitude for the movie as well as, quote, the people I became close with and this amazing part I got to play. That's a, That's a lot of post. Yeah, that is. Uh, you may not remember hearing about this, but Matthew McConaughey is providing the voice of Elvis for an upcoming uh, animated comedy series called Agent Elvis. All right, all right, all right. Thing I like about peanut butter sandwiches: <laughs> the more I eat, the more they stay the same taste. All right. When can we say that Matthew McConaughey has left the building? Uh, I don't. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, Priscilla, I'm waiting for that day. Priscilla Presley actually helped develop it, and yesterday it was announced that she'll play herself. The cast also includes Caitlin Olson, Johnny Knoxville, Niecy Nash, Tom Kenny, and Don Cheadle. Uh, there is a Stranger, Thing, a Stranger Things stage play is coming to London later this year, because that's what we need. It's called Stranger Things The First Shadow. <laughs> And it's based on a story from the series' creators, the Duffer Brothers, and one of its writers. It takes place in 1959 at Hawkins. Okay. And will include the younger versions of Jim Hopper, Bob Newby, and Joyce Maldonado. Uh, Henry Creel, who eventually becomes the evil Vecna... I didn't see this show. Uh, ...has also just moved to town with his family. The new story promises uh, to take you to the beginning of Stranger Things and, quote, may hold the key to the end.
0: All right. I guess... I don't know how you're going to go into the underneath you on a go, stage.
1: you got to go back before you go forward. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Do you know what I'm saying, or are you just I saying s- you know what i
0: haven't saying? watched it in two seasons.
1: Kiss announced the final leg of the uh, End of the Road Tour. It kicks off in October and ends with back-to-back dates at Madison Square Garden. The band says they're finishing, quote, 10 blocks and 50 years from where we first started. Until we need more money again, and then we'll have a final, 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 <laughs> tour.
0: Because they always do that. I, I I never believe the final until it's until you know it's actually final.
1: Like Montley Crue said, that was the last one. That'll yeah. go again.
0: Of course it will. Kim
1: Kardashian's latest photo uh, shoot is of her in a bikini with a gold chain laid across her belly. Really? She mm-hmm.
0: said something to say.
1: Oh my God! The no, last time I had anything laid across my belly was when Ray J filmed Return to Goo Lagoon in that sex tape you can purchase on YouTube thirty nine ninety five. I love that movie. Return to Goo Lagoon. Yeah, it looks like a tartar sauce cup from Long John Silver's. <laughs> right in the belly button. You should see the paper hats. Yeah. And uh, Caitlin? Well, I never got that done and dirty with your mother Chris Kim, but I once had the butt nugget on the chest puppy. <laughs> Put my trouser conkers in a ring piece. What are you uh, trying to say? What I'm trying to say is that girl's vertical garden looked like a sandblasted tomato. <laughs> It's all about theater of the mind back really, theater of the mind. It really is. And that's your Hollywood trash from Rock 102. Oh, yeah. It's been a busy
0: year for Hampshire. View from the couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get instant savings with your Rocky's Ace Rewards Card. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, here's a question for you. You ever work for an insufferable jerk? You know, the sort of boss whose very existence in the planet causes your skin to crawl, the erosion of your mental well-being, and the unending tidal wave of vomit splash into the back of your throat? Well, I worked for that guy too. And when I did, I often wondered what it would take for that person to be eradicated from his position. And if that couldn't be done, what could I do as an employee to accelerate the end of my contractual obligation? But enough about me. This morning, the Associated Press is reporting that Daniel Snyder, the owner of the NFL's Washington Commanders, will be the topic of an upcoming discussion by a committee of NFL owners who believe that it might just be time to finally take care of this guy. In advance of the upcoming league meetings in Arizona, there are many owners who believe that Snyder's behavior has finally reached the breaking point and that something needs to be done. Much of this comes from the news this week that Snyder is the target of a federal investigation involving a $55 million line of credit that he took with Bank of America in 2020. According to the probe, Snyder took out this line of credit without the prior knowledge of the team's minority ownership. That money was then used for his own personal use, including more than a million dollars that he spent to put the team logo on his own private jet. What makes the situation even more interesting is that the person who co-signed to that line of credit was Commissioner Roger Goodell himself. I don't know how much you know about this kind of stuff, but this is the sort of thing that has magically captured the eye of both the FBI and the IRS, which means that Snyder could actually be looking at jail time. Add that to the overwhelming reports of sexual harassment by over forty women, the fact that the team is running two sets of financial records, and now this, yeah, perhaps it's time to let this guy go, and perhaps it's time to ask the commissioner why his signature was on all these documents, because that's something I think we'd all like to know the answer to. Put into perspective, I guess I wasn't really working for the biggest jerk in the world after all, because these two dirtbags appear to be taking the cake. But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Among the painting crowd, Rachel at the Westfield Rockies has a bit of a following. She's an advisor in the paint department. She loves helping with painting projects. Painting projects like yours. Good people, rock solid service, and if you're painting, go see Rachel at the Westfield Rockies. I'm back, so that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's classic, classic. rock. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock at 611 and Led Zeppelin. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102.
1: It's uh, going to be uh, rainy for a good part of the day, then uh, cloudy for the rest of the day and a high of 47. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 43. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield.
2: Former
0: uh, Red Sox pitcher Bronson Arroyo will be joining us uh, next hour. That'll be pretty exciting. You may remember him from uh, the 2004 World Series champion Boston Red Sox.
1: I know him more uh, from his music. That sounds just like Chad Kroger and Nickelback.
0: I don't think anyone in the world has ever said that. Yeah. Hey, uh, but he does have a new album out, and it's, and it's really not that bad. So. Yeah,
1: and uh, we're looking forward to speaking with him.
0: So uh, yesterday, I found myself uh, going to the Eastfield Mall. The what? The Eastfield Mall.
1: It's like a ghost town out there.
0: Is um, there tumbleweed. That's the rumor. <laughs> yeah. Although apparently, according to Mass Live this morning, and I didn't. You know, I didn't take a, an inventory when I was there. Yeah, but there are uh, 43 remaining small businesses still in the Eastfield Mall. I what? had no idea that there were that many.
1: Well, what did they? Do they have a list of the businesses there? Uh,
0: well, I have to go to the Eastfield Mall website. Well, here, I'll, assuming, do, that. I'll do that. Assuming that's still up, I'll do that. You continue with your story. Okay. So anyway, I'm in the Eastfield Mall. See, because I, uh, you know, I, I like to get away from the crowds. Yeah. Anyway, I'm there and I'm uh, I'm getting myself some food from Mykonos. Love me some Mykonos. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and I've known Chris there forever, and it's uh, it's uh, it's a great place to eat. Even though uh, the developers of Onyx Partners Limited have a contract in place to purchase most of the Eastfield Mall and plan to go to the city within a month, seeking a special permit for demolition and redevelopment. What they want to tear that place down, level it. Now, they're not saying what they want to do with it. Yeah. All they're telling everybody is, you got to get out. Yeah. So if you're a remaining business in the Eastfield Mall, you got to go yeah. by the summer. So all these businesses, all 43, and again, right. I lost count after Mykonos. Uh- <laughs> all
1: right. I'm, I'm looking at the businesses that are in there. Yeah. These are all places that can easily find another location to be. You have—I uh, didn't even know Eblins was still in business, but apparently it is.
0: Eblins uh, is still there.
1: Uh, you got a dollar store, mm-hmm. which could easily be moved somewhere else. I
0: don't—I don't know.
1: Era Pastal, mm-hmm. a Bath and Body Works, yes. Blast from the past. What is that one? That is, uh, that's not showing what it is. It just says a blast. So it's probably like a memory uh, place or something, gift place. Sure. Cellular store. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlene's Boutique. Chinese chair massage. All these things you can find in different different locations, like, e- easily move to a different location. Claire's. How many Claire's are there in the country?
0: There are a few, but they're all in shopping malls and plazas. Duh Sneaker
1: Shop and Duh Money Pit.
0: You know, uh, the the Eastfield Mall is no different than so many other malls uh, in the world. You know, they've mm-hmm. they've lost major anchor stores over the years. I mean, like for example, uh, you know, J C Penney. Yeah. They uh, they bolted out of there in twenty eleven. Macy's closed in twenty seventeen. Sears yeah. bounced in twenty eighteen, and then you were left with a shell of what once was a. Bustling thoroughfare of real estate of of, uh, of retail commerce,
1: but I, but that's any mall. Yeah, that's, that's why most of them have gone out of business because of the uh, the increase in use of Amazon's and and the ease of access to get things online. Sure, You don't need to go to a mall
0: now. Uh, for for my purposes, selfishly. You know, I, I love, uh, uh, love love going to Mykonos, okay? And, yeah. I, and, and I know they're looking for a new location. They would like to find a new place, and, and I can't blame them. And while many of these other businesses, uh, you know, will likely find other places, what I would like to know is if they're all going to be given uh, relocation funding, mm-hmm. which is the promise, how much is that, and is it really enough to establish a new business? Because I got to tell you, Unless uh, I mean, it costs money to go somewhere else, to move all your things, to get a new space ready to go. You know, is are they being compensated enough, or are these owners and business well, shop owners going to have to you know dig into my, their own funds to figure out how to do this? Whatever
1: lease they signed when they signed the lease to the building. So that's that's, that's whatever. You don't know what the stipulations in those contracts are. They could have some stipulation in that contract going, hey, by the way, we don't owe you jack squat. We can kick you out of here anytime you want. And most of those uh, contracts are in their favor.
0: Now, I had a uh, a conversation a couple days ago uh, with somebody who thought that what they should do is put a Target in the Eastfield Mall. Were you having lunch with the CEO of Target? No, I I wish I did, and if he did, uh, I'd like him to pay. He's got a hell of a lot more money than I do. He
1: said, "You know what? Uh, you need a target right in the Longmeadow shops. A big giant target right yeah. there in the Longmeadow shops. Yeah, they,
0: Longmeadow would knock, love that.
1: They want to knock down that uh, th- that plaza with all. Oh my God, that place is a rundown dump over there in Listen, Longmeadow.
0: Longmeadow wouldn't even allow a." Papagino's in town years yeah. ago. Never never mind a target.
1: How old is that that plaza there? Oh god. Ugh. I know. Gross. I know. With that brand new CVS you got there and that brand new this and your brand new everything else. <laughs> oh my god, it's awful looking. It should be knocked down and raised like the Eastfield mall. <laughs>
0: The only problem <laughs> with the Longmeadow Shops yeah. is the horrific redesign right. of their parking lot. That's the worst thing about it. I never understood that, it, that. That makes no sense. Well, it's the second worst parking lot in the area, only behind the one of the Basketball Hall of Fame. Who
1: decided to paint those lines that way
0: in the parking lot? That way, so narrow, and... Uh, almost impossible to go from row to row, yeah. looking looking for a spa- uh, for a space.
1: And a guy like me with a truck like that, you got to park like on the side of where the bank is, because there's no there's really no room for you to park in front of those businesses. You, you got to you have yeah.
0: to park almost at uh, in the big Y lot. Yeah, to go to go <laughs> to go shopping in the Long Meadow Shops. Honestly, speaking of things they should knock down, they
1: should knock down that plaza that's across from the Long Meadow Shops. That old building there—that's like a—it's like a half medical office, half like biz retail shop yeah, kind of thing.
0: But there's still businesses in there, and they're still doing okay.
1: Yeah, I know, but the building looks old and outdated. Well,
0: yeah, it is what it is. But you know, the—I was talking to somebody who said that a, that a Target should go into uh, into yeah. the Eastfield Mall, and all I can think of is, no. no, no, it shouldn't, because first of all, why would a Target want to go there? I mean the the mall has already proven itself incapable of holding on to anchor stores, yeah. For any number of reasons, and you could say, well, you know, that neighborhood could use a Target. It probably could, but if I'm if if I'm uh, uh, Mister Target, I don't know if I'd want to take the risk of going to a mall that would be a, a dying a dying building.
1: And are, I, I mean that section of the city is very inaccessible. Like it's not convenient to get to a highway. It, it isn't. It isn't because it's a very congested traffic area. That whole Boston Road corridor is a is a heavily con- congested traffic it, area. I agree. And then you know, I know the Mass Pike isn't that far, and two ninety one. You know, it's probably like you know five to ten minutes depending on where you're going. But it's really like not in a central location for everybody.
0: It, I, you're right, but there's still a lot of people that are doing business. Yeah. On Boston Road and still thriving, but shopping malls are not you know what they used to be. And you know again, you got a business down there, all forty three of you. Uh, you know, you just wonder. Well, some of these businesses are going to do okay, yeah. And some of them may struggle to this find a place.
1: This is a this is like a top secret thing what they're doing with this uh, property.
0: Well, I've heard that it could be housing
1: because I asked the mayor directly. Yeah, and he told me. Uh, I'm dying to tell somebody but I can't. No, Cuz he, did, he didn't say it like yeah, that. Right. He was just saying, "Look, there'll be some news coming out in a few weeks about, you know, what what's going to be going on over
0: there." Well, I mean that you've you've heard how uh, a dispensary could go into uh, the old Macy's location. Mm-hmm. I've heard housing. I mean, housing is still a big deal in the city. City could use more housing. Not everybody would agree with that, but I mean, it's true. They could use uh, more housing. But you know, it's like a, you know, when I was a kid, you know, hanging out at the mall was a real big deal, and to go into any mall now, apart from, apart from Holyoke, which is still you know thriving, or you know West Farms, or you know even Buckland Hills or whatever, uh, the, the everyday mall has kind of come and gone, mm-hmm. and it's it's a shame, but we've kind of. We've kind of done it to ourselves, haven't we? We have done it to
1: ourselves. We've ruined the mall experience.
0: I mean, when I was a kid, I used to hang out at the Swansea Mall in Swansea, Mass, like every Friday night. What's that like now? It's no
1: longer a mall. It's like, uh, well, the Fairfield Mall is gone.
0: That's gone. That's a. That's but what? A, but the, what did they replace it with?
1: They replaced it with like a TJ Maxx and you know Staples and yeah, but wh- whatever. But, but
0: everything that's over there now is like a like a Home Depot or a Walmart. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. all the it's all, all the big, biggest big box store retailers, the ones that are right. still surviving.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. no more Orange Julius. <sighs>
0: gone. What are you going to do? I don't know. Like, I would love an Orange Julius. I would yeah. love a Mrs. Fields cookie.
1: Oh, I love Mrs. Fields.
0: One of those big, giant ones in a box. Yeah. Yes. The
1: birthday cake
0: one. I miss those days. 622 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. I'm here on Two Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 629 in Stone Temple Pilots with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102.
1: Uh, it is going to be uh, rainy today with a high of 47. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 43. It's 35 in downtown Springfield. I'm sorry. I just read a joke uh, in front of my face that I can't read on the air. Oh, am really? Laughing to myself.
0: Yeah. So you now have to do with like second best.
1: Well, I mean, I, you know, I'll run the joke by you after we when we get off the air. Okay. And then you can say, yeah, that y- yes or no, <laughs> you, that you could have used that or you, could, you definitely could have used that. All right. It's like it's like on the border, you know.
0: Yeah. Okay. All know. right. Well, let's give it a shot. All right. It's Baxen
2: Nagel's joke of the day.
0: How funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I am usual. On
2: Rock 102.
0: I make you laugh?
2: Springfield's oh, classic rock.
1: All right. So, this is the one I was going to tell anyway. Okay. Yes. Uh, it's a joke about Jim Jones. You know who Jim Jones is. I right? do. And you know what? Forget it. The punchline is too long. Ah!
2: <laughs> and <a> punch line <laughs> the punchline! It's because he long. gave them all
1: Kool-Aid and he killed himself. <laughs> I get it. Oh my God. <laughs> I get it.
2: Wow. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock.
0: Here's your Western. It's 6:34 uh, with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Taxland, Boston Road and Springfield, Cottage Street in East Hampton, or TaxlandOnline.com. Local radio icon Steve Nagel. Well, I'm not ready now. Well, what the hell are you doing?
1: Uh, well, I was just, uh, I don't know, uh, doing stuff. Just doing stuff. Okay. Usually you put your headphones on, and I know that that's when we're going to go on I sh- the air. And sh- you went right into the, and all of a sudden I hear that. Ding, 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 ding,
0: I should i should not be the thing that motivates you whether or not you are ready, Steve. You should be like Johnny on the spot, ready to go, boom, boom, boom.
1: No, the, the it, me being ready is having you tell me to be ready. That's part of the process. Do you understand what's going on here? Are you ready now? Yes. Okay. A Greenfield police officer was taken to Bay State Franklin Medical Center after his cruiser was struck by a car while conducting a traffic stop last night. According to Greenfield police officer, Nicholas Lemogues was inside his cruiser while in the process of conducting a traffic stop on Pleasant Street around 7 p.m. when his vehicle was struck by a Toyota Corolla that had turned from Federal Street onto Pleasant Street and crossed over the double solid yellow lines. Lamoges was taken to Bay State Franklin Medical Center to be treated for what appeared to be minor injuries. The driver of the Toyota declined medical attention. Both vehicles were heavily damaged, according to the Greenfield Police. Charges could be pending following a further investigation into the crash. Uh, Yesterday, I left here. I don't know what time that was. I kept getting dragged in back. It was like 10.30, maybe. Okay. And I get up on uh, 91 and uh, just, just past the Chicopee Curve. A 991 North. You can see on the southbound side a car with like, like parked on the side of the road with a person in it. Obviously, well, I don't know if they were okay, but they were like shocked. Okay. Because the whole roof of the car was all banged up. From what? An accident. There was accident. like a three-car okay. accident, but but it was like it was spaced out. It was like. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It was, almost seemed like it was maybe like three-tenths of a mile away from each other, like these cars had hit each other around the West Springfield exit and then proceeded to continue to fly down the highway.
0: Now, are uh, people uh, slowing down to take a look at what was going on?
1: Well, that was uh, that was when I, uh, I uh, hopped into uh, traffic alert mode and uh, voice texted Dan. To tell him about the backup that's about to happen on I 91 South because you could start to see it happening. Yeah. And if you didn't get off of that West Springfield exit, you're
0: screwed. Look at you being a good citizen.
1: I'm always a good citizen.
0: Yeah, I know, but you called Dan and you said, you know, you gave him a traffic update. Probably, well, you I probably said, updated people on that situation before anybody else did. Well, I
1: just said, hey, Siri, text Dan Williams. And then, uh, you know, I didn't call him. I don't want to bother him during. He's got so much going on during this show during the day. I don't want him to. No, bother. I
0: know he's is very yeah. busy while he's here.
1: Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking out for everybody. That's what I'm doing. I'm so, like uh, I'm just like so, the class monitor.
0: Just so you know, uh, everybody Siri is now texting Dan Williams. So, uh, including mine.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember I did that one time for the nine uh, one, yeah. one thing. So, yeah. like, the
0: 15 people who are listening to the show right now, they're all yeah. texting Dan Williams. Yeah.
1: Well, I know that even our commercial, when we do that, we do the, uh, the thing to tell you how to listen to, to Rock 102 on your Amazon device. Yeah. The commercial sets it off for people.
0: You see, here's the problem I have with those that complain. Yeah. Wouldn't you have already had been listening to the radio station first in order for that to happen? What do you mean? Well, how would your Amazon Echo Dot know to turn on Rock 102 unless there was a radio nearby in which you are already listening to Rock 102?
1: That's the point. That's annoying when that thing goes off because somebody on the radio is saying it.
0: Well, you're already listening to the radio.
1: I know, but it's it's an annoyance to people who have a regular radio on and not listening through the tune-in radio app.
0: I'm simply... I'm simply saying it's just a a matter of redundancy.
1: A uh, Holyoke Police Department sergeant has been placed on a five-day suspension without pay, according to Captain Matthew Moriarty. The department confirmed as of Tuesday the sergeant's suspension was a direct result of a completed internal affairs investigation for allegedly violating the standard operating procedure UOF-3 Section V Part B. Oh, well, that makes sense.
0: What did Part A have to say?
1: Oh, you don't even... You know what? He's lucky he didn't get Part A.
0: It must have been pretty bad if they just jumped right over to Part
1: B. These uh, investigation findings were sustained by the Holyoke Police Department's administration. The investigation also found no evidence of any officer being directly assaulted or threatened. Okay. There's a whole lot going on here Mm -hmm. that nobody is asking questions about. Why would you add that line in there? I, I, why wouldn't you explain what Procedure UOF3 Section V Part B is? Why wouldn't you explain that? Because they want you story? to look it up. I I don't know how I would look that up and find it. Well, you
0: don't have the uh, the manual in front of you?
1: No, I don't have the standard operating uh, manual uh, for internal affairs investigations. Hey, Siri. Yeah. Look this up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, see, it went off. It went off. I heard the little ding.
0: Yeah, my Siri went off.
1: Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, I don't know why you wouldn't have these like extra details in the story.
0: Because <laughs> uh, much like the rest of us, the uh, the reporter didn't feel a need to look it up.
1: Kaylee Thomas from 22 News. Hmm. I don't know who that is, but you have a little bit of homework to do, young lady. <laughs> Do you, is it do you think the the news director over at 22 uh, says oh you got homework to do tonight now make sure you write me a 20 word essay
0: well you know these reporters look younger and younger every year I don't know if that's because I'm getting older and older every year but yeah. they, they just seem like they're like you know like three hours ago they graduated college
1: these uh, yeah well my point was gonna be these stories are written like I would write a final paper for for college just nothing but repetitive paragraphs in each one yes you know like oh man was shot in springfield today uh on uh, orange street right and then uh, the next line is police say a man was shot on orange street today <laughs> like it's just you're just repeating things to complete how many words like yeah. the news director goes all right give me 50 words on this shooting downtown well, i don't know how to say 50 words about a shooting What if i say them twice nobody will know
0: I think it also has something to do with uh, just the technology that the kids today have as opposed to when we were youngsters. Remember, like, uh, you went to college, right? Uh, Well, I was
1: there. I don't know if I actually attended it.
0: Let's go back to high school. Let's say you had a research paper to do. Yeah. Okay. Uh Well, back then, you didn't have uh, the benefit of the Internet at your fingertips. So what did you have to do? You had to find yourself to a, at a library looking stuff up and then you had to look up the stuff in the books you got at the library and then you had to source all your uh, mm-hmm. you know with uh, you credit all your sources and all of that yeah well today they don't have to do that now they just go on the internet and hope to god they didn't get something on you know info wars accidentally and then that's how they report we're gonna uh a totally me- different situation than it was back when we were at youngsters coming up
1: sometime this morning I want to uh I want to mess with that chat GPT thing okay all right sure I logged into it and you I, did and I've been talking to it it doesn't te- it doesn't say anything it doesn't give dirty jokes it doesn't like it doesn't do things
0: that you want it to do well because you're we're in the infancy of it yeah it's going to get better over time is it it's going to get better over time, which means it also will be getting becoming more evil yeah, over I was time. Yeah, more sinister. Yeah, because you over can totally see where that goes. That turns left.
1: Well, we'll uh, we'll talk about that coming up a little bit later on. We'll see if we can write some jokes for this show. If not, we can write them for other morning shows throughout the area because <laughs> they need the help. They <laughs> absolutely do. If you uh, steal a white Nissan Rogue in New York City, it might take police several hours to track you down. If you steal a gigantic airport shuttle, it'll only take them. An hour. <laughs> A 43-year-old man was arrested in New York early yesterday morning after he stole an American Airlines employee bus from JFK Airport. It was left unattended and idling somewhere, so it was an easy target. There was no one else on the bus, and it was in the middle of the night, but the guy was able to drive it all the way to Manhattan, which is about 20 miles from the airport, <laughs> before the police finally closed in on him and pulled him over. That doesn't, nobody sees this thing driving away. Like, it, There's not one other cop between JFK and... How many
0: transportation have, vehicles are going in and out of an airport?
1: Well, I know, but I mean, uh, it's I mean, the, specifically American Airlines employee bus. I would imagine that has the big logo
0: on the side. Yeah, but it may not necessarily draw any red flags True. that something's wrong.
1: Uh, they say he was arrested without incident, so there wasn't any overly dramatic, you know, uh, Sandra Bullock, Keanu Reeves theatrics, you know, the bus the
0: bus that couldn't slow down.
1: Yeah, it was. Uh, was it, that was the name of it.
0: That was the name of that. No, sh- that it was movie, the yeah. bus
1: that was speeding all over the city, and it was yes. speeding, and it was speeded <laughs> below fifty miles an hour. It would blow it up. I can't remember the name of it, but you said it was it, called it, the the bus that couldn't slow down. Ah, that's what it was. <laughs> that's what it was. Uh, the police say he has ten previous arrests on his record, but this is the first time he's stolen an American Airlines bus. Oh well, yeah, first time for everything, you know. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm
1: yeah, it's like probably one of those things on it. Everybody's got even a career criminal you, know, you you obviously at some point say, yeah, I'm gonna dedicate my life to crime. you know this is what's for me right you know and the whole idea is well, let's just not get caught. so you' you're, you're a thief. you're not like a murderer or anything you're just stealing things right and a, it must be like a bucket list for a thief.
0: You, you know mean what? like as as far as like what you steal?
1: Like one of those days, one of these days I'm gonna I'm gonna hijack one of them American Airline employee buses.
0: Let's see. Jewelry heist, done it. Uh retail theft. Yeah. Done it. Uh dash and dine. Done it. I want to steal some uh some official vehicles.
1: Yeah, like an uh, like an American Airlines employee's yeah. shuttle bus.
0: That's something a little bit more specific.
1: Yeah, well, see, this guy's got his uh, sights set high.
0: Now he's going to be under something else. Oh, well, you have to. Oh,
1: well, you already did that. I'm stealing that Oscar Mayer mobile next.
0: One of these days, one of these days, I'm going to become a white-collar criminal. And when I do, I will have made it.
1: Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, rainy with a high of 47. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 43. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, uh,
0: yeah. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 6.51 and the Rolling Stones with Bax Nagel on Rock 102.
1: It's going to be rainy for a good part of the day with a high of 47. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 43. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: So a couple of things. Uh, Santana is coming to the Match Mutual Center on August 6th, and Rock 102 wants to send you to that show. Pat Kelly is giving you a chance to win tickets all this week. For show details, go to rock102.com slash concerts from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. And next hour... We're going to be talking to Bronson Arroyo, former Red Sox pitcher. got himself a brand-new record album out called Some Might Say. Uh, The name of the band is Bronson Arroyo and the 04. So the 04 was the year they won uh, the World Series, if you remember uh, that. Yes. 04. That's why why he's named the band that way. So Bronson Arroyo coming up after 7. Yeah,
1: Good thing you're not uh, hanging on to something that happened once.
0: Happened a couple of times, Uh, Steve, uh, in my uh, lifetime.
1: Well, for him.
0: Yeah, but yeah. you know, he was also uh he was also an all-star pitcher and uh you know, I mean, he had himself a, a fine career even after he was traded for uh, Willie Mo Pena.
1: Hey, it's like uh, it's like when they asked those sports stars, uh, "Hey, now that you won the World Series, uh, what are you going to do?" Well, "I'm going to make music that sounds like Chad Kroger from Nickelback. <laughs> but first,
0: I'm going <laughs> to get very drunk yeah.
1: and ride in a duck boat." Uh, we're talking about the, the Chat GPT thing, the yeah, AI, and I and I opened it up, and uh, I I was telling you to go on it, and you can sign up, and then you get to the point where it says, uh, you're. You just said to me off the air, uh, now it's asking for a phone. Fa- I don't know how far I want to go with this.
0: I think they were asking some pretty, uh, you know, yeah. personal
1: questions. Yeah, we just had a conversation yesterday about how you have the TikTok app and how yes. the Chinese government basically has access to your entire phone anyway, so it really doesn't what, what? so now you're worried about – you're worried about uh, Microsoft's Open AI collecting your
0: data. Listen, I'm not. I'm not worried yeah. about the Chinese government infiltrating my personal life. There's nothing. There's nothing to hide. But Chat GPT, mm-hmm. which has the potential of creating pure evil in the world, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm a little hesitant with that one. Okay, because I don't know where that's going.
1: It's, but it's not even letting you put in personal information once you get into the. I mean, you could if you, you wanted to.
0: I, did, even my phone number is a little too personal. But
1: anyway, here's the thing, and I and I and it doesn't uh, like if I asked for an opinion about a politician, it doesn't give you that. It just says, look, I can just give you information about that person. I don't have any. You know, it's not like it's. Uh, Slighted to one side, right? So they don't get into their opinions of things. Totally non-biased, yeah. Artificial intelligence. So I just said, uh, write content for a morning radio show, <laughs> and it, and immediately it comes up with, sure. Here's an example script for a morning radio show that you can use or modify for uh, for your personal needs. Uh, opening segment introduction. Now they have it says, welcome to the radio station named Good Morning whatever, city, like that thing. So I'm just going to read it as if it, it, it was, know, us. was Springfield. Welcome to Rock 102. Good morning, Springfield. It's 6.54 a.m. and you're listening to Bax and Nagel. Oh, time for a weather update. Let's start the show with a quick weather update for today. It's going to be rainy with a high of 47 and tomorrow sunny with a high of 43. Now, let's start the show by talking about special events. Are there any special events happening in the city today? Moving on to the main segment Here's the news headlines Okay I don't have any news headlines It doesn't give you
0: any news headlines
1: Well no you know what I'll do I'll combine the news headlines Uh, I'll combine this chat GPT With the, uh, the things that are trending Among Rock 102 listeners right now Okay Paul Stanley wishes Kiss had treated Eric Carr more sensitively Well the dude had cancer the Chiefs updates from the DLLB prospect media availability at NFL scouting conference.
0: Well, I can see where people be tied up in that.
1: Huge scoring night pushes Jason Tatum
0: past ex-MVP for milestone. Kid played his ass off yesterday.
1: Yeah, so, and it gives you, and, and, and then it tells you to get a morning trivia question. Yeah. Here's a fun way to kickstart the morning, it's time for morning trivia.
0: Does it get to the part where it's
1: uh, ranch dressing day? Well, it says, pose a trivia question or brain teaser for your listeners and encourage them to call in with their answers. (laughs) It's almost like six
0: months of the show is following (laughs) this guideline the entire time. Well, you can make the case there was quite a lot of artificial intelligence going on uh, in this (laughs) building. Oh, yes, there was. You can certainly make that case. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and today, we have a... And when you introduce a guest, make sure you say it's from the Celebrity, celebrity Hotline.
0: <laughs> it's 6.56 of Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Is I-91? That stabbing pain in your neck that keeps you up at night. <sighs> the creaking noise you hear while climbing the stairs. Get instant savings with your Rocky's Ace Rewards Card. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? As you know, the college basketball regular season is winding down. Next week, teams will be competing for their various conference championships, and then you'll be busy filling out your March Madness tourney time brackets just like the rest of us. But for the time being, we are still in the regular season. And when I say the word regular, that means two things. On one hand, it means that the season schedule has yet to be complete. It also means something else. Now, as you know, I'm a sucker for a good halftime presentation. Give me somebody who's shooting hockey pucks from a mile away for a brand new car, I'm hooked. Show me Janet Jackson's nipples during the Super Bowl, I'll be rewinding that footage all night long. But give me a dog catching frisbees during the halftime of a crucial ACC matchup, and you've got me wrapped up forever. Last night, the Louisville Cardinals hosted the Virginia Tech Hokies, and during halftime, you had a guy in the court, Tossing frisbees in front of twenty-four thousand people at the Rupp Arena right into a dog's mouth, and to say the dog was adorable and impressive is a gross misunderst is a gross understatement. In this case, the dog was unfortunately saddled with a case of stage fright and a sudden intestinal issue. Oh, sure, he caught all the frisbees, but in doing so, he dropped something right there on the floor during a regular season game, just to show how regular he was too. Now. Can you blame the dog? Performing in front of 24,000 screaming basketball fans would be a bit for any one of us. Imagine how the dog feels today, knowing how many videos are being shared all over the TikToks of this cute little pup taking a grumpy right in front of a sold-out crowd. Ironically, this was not the only turn to show up on the floor that night, as Virginia Tech got blown out 71-54 for their 26th loss of the season. Seems to me the dog was responsible for only the second stinkiest performance that night. And at least his mess was picked up before the second half. But hey, never mind, Yappin Sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Walk into the South Hadley Rockies. You see that smile? That belongs to Nicole. And she's ready to help. She's either at the register, sometimes in the tool department. Nicole does a little bit of everything around the store, the South Hadley Rockies. Good people rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch.
2: The Nagel. Mornings on Rock 102.
0: Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. What you hear right there? Nickelback. No. Chad Kroger. By no. himself. Not even Pearl Jam. That is uh, that is the lilting sounds of Bronson Arroyo. Oh. Former Red Sox pitching great. Remember the uh, 04 World Series? Yeah, I remember. Which the, uh, the Red Sox broke an 86-year curse of uh, being unable to win a postseason championship. Mm-hmm. I remember that like it was uh, it was yesterday. Anyway, uh, Bronson Roy has got a brand new uh, a brand new album out called "Some Might Say." That was the uh, the title track of uh, of that album, and it is uh, going to be released very very soon. And he is on the phone with us right now. It's uh, Bronson Roy. Bronson, how are you? Yeah, thanks, man.
1: Hey, let me ask you this: What's the bigger thrill, getting your name announced inside Fenway Park or at a like a music venue?
2: Well, you know. It it depends on who's who's introducing you. You know, two nights ago we were playing Innings Festival in in Arizona, and to to hear Eddie Vetter, you know, say, "Hey, Bronson Royer here is turning into a pretty cool musician, man. A guy that you know he's loved for a long time on the baseball field to introduce me as a musician and come out and play black with him on the stage. Sometimes that feels." That could feel just uh, as cool as, as Harry Carey saying your name on on, yeah. on TV. You know? that that's
1: that that must be. You, you've had some pretty awesome experiences in your life, and your your music. Uh, we were just listening to it uh, be, before the interview, and uh, you got some great stuff out there, man.
2: Yeah, you know, there's a collection of songs that I wrote 2018 and 19 we, you know, this 04 band, the reason it's called the 04 band is because we, we all met that year. We obviously went to World Series with the Red Sox at that time, and it's also four guys kind of playing behind me. But, you know, Jamie and I had met in spring training. He was playing with his, his original college band in American Hi-Fi, and Eric, Eric the drummer was, was on that tour as well. And we became fast friends. And, um, you know, we always said in the back of our mind we were going to write a, an album because we had played... You know, charity shows for Theo Epstein and Peter Gammons for many years in New England, and we always would play, you know, Pearl Jam and Stone Temple Pilots and Nirvana yeah, and just yeah. Tom Petty and just stuff that I loved, you know, and um, didn't know if it was going to come to fruition. But I kind of got an itch to write some songs in 2018 after I retired from baseball, and this is the the end product of that.
0: When when you guys uh, came out with your first album in 2005, I remember the uh, the, the news stories that were out about it because you just won the World Series, and I remember people thinking, well, okay, but is he going to be concentrating on pitching for the Red Sox and then and then uh but this is something that has been passionate in your life forever. This is nothing new. I mean it's it's, it's you've been involved in music forever.
2: Yeah, you know, as a kid I had music around the house a lot, but I really kind of caught uh, in the minor leagues with the Pirates, somebody gave me an acoustic guitar, and, and I just, to, to hear, you know, some of these songs that, you re, that you'd been listening to from Matchbox 20 and Live and Bush and all these great rock bands, to, to have that stuff come out of your own fingers in a lot of ways was almost like a magic trick, and I was just totally mesmerized by that and just couldn't put it down. And so, like you said, by the time I put that Covering the Bases album out in 2005, sometimes, you know, I would play to go up to Portland, Maine or something, and you're playing on, on an off day to 5,000 people in the street, and, you know, Theo Epstein, he, he called he called me in the office one time and he basically told me I was going to have to quiet down the music because it was just getting to a point where people were starting to put the stuff on, on TV. And, and if I didn't pitch well, then they were going to start blaming it on that. So for a while, like, it was, you know, it was a little tricky for a while, but... You know, in the end, it's it's become something that I could dig into and grind against. You know, we're so used to being at the ballpark every day. I've been taking care of my body since I'm a six and seven year old kid to perform on a baseball field, and that type of dedication. You know, if it just disappears and you have nothing else to dig into after retirement, it can be very difficult on some guys. And I feel like, you know, get getting on a stage and having people be very up close and intimate and and and. You know, you've got to perform for these people, not only vocally, but you've got to give them a performance, and it can be just as nerve wracking as pitching in a playoff game. So it's been fun.
1: You know, uh, bronze that's, that's an interesting point you bring up about life after baseball. Is there does the MLB offer any kind of services to kind of like you know how they like they transition you know uh, servicemen and women when they come back from 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 war and things like that? Obviously, that's a completely different thing, but similar in a way where you kind of have to. There's nothing much for you else to do maybe than sports analysis or or be become a coach or or something like that is or there, or
0: worse insurance.
1: Yeah. Is there is is there a way? I mean obviously you've gotten a hold of this but is there is is there a a program that they offer to say, well, you're done with the the MLB now. What do you do now?
2: The, yeah, the, you know, there there are there are services there to help but You know, in a lot of ways, as you guys know, you know, people don't tend—they can be a little bashful and a little ashamed and not want to reach out for some help. And a lot of times, you know, guys find themselves just dropping their kids off at school and picking them back up at school and sitting on a couch and having no way of getting that kind of a a, adrenaline rush that they got when they played on a big league field. And it can be mentally really, really hard for guys. Anxiety and depression, all that stuff is is real. And and so. You know, for me, the music has been a bit of a saving grace, and I started it back in the minor leagues, and and I I was always the guy who had an an outside view of myself in a lot of ways. Like, I knew winning a World Series in 2004 wasn't going to get any better than that in my career. I wasn't expecting to go to Cincinnati and have something, you know, more grandiose than 2004. But at the same time, you you know that the ride is going to end at some point. And so all those years of playing music, and whether you're playing for an elementary school and some kids or you're playing a full-on rock show, you know, it, it... I knew that it was, I would have something to lean on in the end and it's really been nice to have something to work hard at and to go down to the basement and be like man I'm going to I'm going to be performing for some people tonight and it's like how much can you jump around on the stage and still have some breath to sing these songs like all these these great nuances that you're trying to figure out on the fly has just been beautiful.
0: This is a former Red Sox pitcher Bronson Arroyo on the phone with us. You know I I'm I a lifelong Red Sox fan I remember 2004 like it was like it was about an hour ago and i and i know what it meant to me to watch you guys win the world series but for you guys that were on the field you know that night and it ends and all of a sudden you know you break a curse that's been around for 86 years uh, or, or an alleged curse that's been around for 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 generations that first couple of minutes after it, it, you guys won it what's in your head at that point i mean are, are you thinking of, of like all well, you know, all that time talk, you know, having the the press come at you about all these ways that the Red Sox have broken hearts over the years. Are you just thinking, "Oh my God, I just won a World Series"?
2: No, I think it was all wrapped into one for sure. You know, when I when I came from Pittsburgh, I'd been there for eight years throughout the minor leagues, part part of three seasons in the big leagues before I became a Red Sox. And coming over, you realize that New England was a whole different animal you were dealing with. And and to get beat in '03 by Aaron Boone's home run off Tim Wakefield there. Um, in Game 7, you know, was a crushing blow, and it was the first time that I really listened to, like, talk radio when I was driving out of the city the next couple of days, and you just realize what it meant to a Red Sox fan to try to win a World Series, and so by the time we got to 4 got over that hump, and finally won the whole thing, it felt like the weight of the world was off our shoulders, we weren't going to have to listen to, you know, 1918 in, in any stadium anymore, people uh, kind of, you know, razzing us on the road, and... Um, you know, with that group of guys, Pedro Martinez and Kurt Schilling and Derek Lowe and Tim Wakefield, myself being in that rotation and not missing a start all year, I mean, everything about the season was absolute magic, and, you know, looking back, like I said, I, I knew that, you know, we, we we had that parade on the duck boats and there was four million people, you know, in freezing weather out there just giving you love. I mean, you knew that you were changing people's lives, and that probably wasn't going to happen, you know, ever again.
1: Bronson, as a diehard New York Yankees fan, that was a nice little story you just told. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey,
1: it's usually one or the other, man. Yeah, man yeah, you yeah. know
0: what? Honestly, Bronson, <laughs> the guy you're talking to, not me. The guy you're talking to for the last you know twenty sim odd years or so has been talking about Kurt Schilling faking the so- the bloody yeah, socks. we faked so, it. That's a it fake sock. No, that was an absolute injury.
2: <laughs> yeah, I got to I got to tell you that that one there I can corroborate. And, and listen. You know, and Schillings is one of those guys in the game, kind of like Alex Rodriguez in a way. You know, he's rubbed some people the wrong way. But, you know, Kurt was a great player, as Alex was. And and uh, I walked into the training room before one of the games. It must have been before game four or five. In in uh, it, Whatever day Pedro started in Fenway, or he was pitching the next night, I walk into the training room because I'm trying to get something to go down to the bullpen quickly. And it was just before the game started. And They had Kurt on the table. and They were sewing him up right there. And I was like, what are you guys doing? They're like... We tried this experimental surgery. We think it might work. I'm like, we're getting on the plane tonight. Isn't, isn't his ankle going to just blow up and swell up? They're like, no, no, we think we got it. We stapled his ligament back to the bone until the season's over. We think he might be able to pitch like this. And I mean, that was that was a totally legitimate thing. Now, the, the blood coming out on the sock earlier, you know, before the, that game started, they had taped him up. They taped his ankles up, and he just felt like it wasn't comfortable. But a lot of people – you know kurt mean kurt a lot of people would say stuff like you know well he wanted people to see the blood because it was about the theatrics it was about <laughs> shining a light on himself but it, but but listen you go to yankee stadium yeah. and beat them after getting your butt kicked earlier in that series with an ankle like that man that, that's a grown man I, doing his job
1: i am still sticking with johnny damon had extra ketchup packets left over from his <laughs> french fries and he put it in kurt's <laughs> cleat. i'm going with that story
2: bro <laughs> you go that's with that hilarious man i tell you what I, I, I wish i wish you know this is a great story that a lot of people don't know i i had uh in 2004 that spring training kurt was all over me being a young guy i was out late one night and he was just chewing me up man just like you, you know what are you doing basically like a father figure and so he told me i couldn't pitch 230 innings with my body i was too skinny so 2006 i i actually had i had 233 innings with one start left to go so i sent him this eight by ten picture to the locker room and i wrote on the on the on the picture said kurt you told me in 2004 I could never throw 230 innings with my body. You should know better than anybody. It's not how much you weigh. It's what you've got hanging between your legs. And I had, I had this sanitary sock hanging off of me. The only thing I was wearing I was a cut naked with a sanitary sock hanging off of me, like chili pepper style. And I wrote 230 plus on the sock in Sharpie. And right when I dropped it in the mailbox, I was so mad that I didn't take some ketchup and put it on the, yeah, bottom of the man,
0: that would have been the best. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's a great That's story. That's a great story.
0: Let me, let me ask you this, Bronzo. When, when you got traded to to the Reds, um, and again, you, you won the World Series like two seasons be- or a season be- before, 2006, and you're getting traded away from this team you won a World Series with. I mean, w- were you surprised you got traded? Were you disappointed that you got traded? Because I, I got to tell you, you couldn't have been nearly as disappointed as Red Sox fans were when we got Willie Mopena to, <laughs>
2: in, in exchange for you. I know, I know, listen, it was all of the above, man i was I was dumbfounded, I was shocked, I mean it felt, it felt like it felt like literally like I came you came home and you thought you were having this amazing relationship with this girl, and she just out of the blue was like no nah, i 'm not digging it at all. you know it was just a gut punch, man, and i haven 't had many of those in my life. I remember just being dumbfounded, just thinking, you know, I just signed a three year undervalue deal. I loved this place. I mean, everything about it, playing those hot, stove, cool musics in the off season, and being in Fenway when, and playing catch in the snow while the construction workers are redoing parts of the stadium. I loved everything about it. I loved coming to the ballpark and feeling like it was a playoff game every night. And if you pitched bad, you couldn't go to dinner that night because people were going to look at you like you were the devil if you lost at the end. Right? It was like all those things for me were just beautiful and playing on that big stage. And for them... To just totally kind of, you know, trade me, just totally a surprise and hit me out of left field and send me to the National League, a place I hadn't really paid attention to for a couple of years. It was such a bummer, man. It took me, it took me three months of being a Cincinnati Red and being an all-star to pull me out of watching Red Sox games during the Reds games inside the clubhouse. <laughs> what are you doing over there? Oh, uh, homework. That's all I'm yeah, doing. exactly. Yeah, but, you know, when you love a place, man, you, when you care about a place and you know everybody, even the dudes who clean the locker room all the way up to the owner, and you feel indebted and you feel entrenched into a city, you know, it's like being ripped out of a school you love, man, and just sending you off to some other place. I can't imagine, you know, when you're a kid it feels – that feels horrible just to move to a new school and be the new kid on the block. But in, in baseball, after signing a multi year deal, you know, it just, it, it just felt like betrayal.
0: The uh, The name of uh, Bronson uh, Arroyo's new album, some might say Bronson Arroyo in the 04. Hey, it's great to talk to you. Thanks from, uh, for spending some time with us today. We appreciate it.
2: Yeah, I appreciate talking about the album, man. Thanks for having me on. Thank Absolutely.
0: You. Bronson Arroyo with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. This week, it's a Thunderbird Thursday with Bax and Nagel.
1: Tune in around 745 when we'll give away a prize pack that includes four hats, four koozies, four seats on the glass, and an Eastern Conference Championship mini banner. Let's go! Join the T-Birds as they host the Hartford Wolf Pack this Friday at 7 on MGM Springfield Deuces Wild Friday. Come early for a pregame concert, enjoy $3 Coors Light drafts, $2 hot dogs, and $1 sodas through the end of the first. Then on Saturday, the T-Birds host the Charlotte Checkers at 7, first 3,000 Hands through the doors, get a Joel Hofer bobblehead. Get your
0: tickets now at springfieldthunderbirds.com. It's a Thunderbird Thursday. This Thursday on Rock 102.
1: He at my favorite table, he can't beat my best. His disciples need
2: him, and he just does the rest. Stop crazy blither Fingers. I've
0: that and Black sure a mean him fall. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock, it's 728 and The Who with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Here's
1: your Entertainment Tonight preview. A piece of nostalgia locally up for sale, coming up next in the
0: news. Oh, that's really good. Hey, that's like like, that. yeah, yeah. yeah, it's
1: very good. Coming from my ChatGPT team radio show script.
0: Hey, uh, sometime uh, this morning, it is a Thunderbird Thursday, by the way. Uh, we have uh, tickets in that big prize package for any uh, Thunderbird hockey fan. Yeah. Uh, for Saturday's game against the Charlotte Checkers, we'll tell you when to, to win those. We also have tickets to see Back in Black at uh, in Holyoke at the Gateway City uh, Arts, uh, uh, Race Street Live. On the eleventh of March, we'll give those tickets away a little bit later too. So all of that still yet to come. Sweet. And news next to Rock One O Two. Here's your seven thirty-two with Bax and Nagel on Rock One O Two. It's time for news brought to you by Noonan Energy reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical. And plumbing at Noonan.com. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel.
1: Thanks, Bax. Three teenagers are to be charged after an illegal firearms investigation on Tuesday night. According to Ryan Walsh, in approximately 8 p.m. on Tuesday, the uh, Springfield Police Firearms Investigation Unit executed a search warrant on two apartments that were adjacent to each other on the 200 block of East Main Street in Chicopee. F.I.U. detectives have been conducting illegal firearms investigation for the past several months with a 15-year-old as the suspect. Then on Tuesday, detectives received information that the 15-year-old was in possession of a firearm in Chicopee. Detectives looked at surveillance and were applied and granted search warrants for two apartments. A ghost gun... A firearm loaded with 21 rounds of ammunition, two high, additional high-capacity magazines, 56 rounds of ammunition, 310 bags of heroin, and 3.5 grams of cocaine were seized. All to be won here on The Price is Right. Estimated retail value of defending yourself in court. Well, we don't really know that yet because they're all minors and uh, their names haven't been released. Uh, we don't know what their lawyers or bail is said at.
0: Estimated time at a juvenile detention center? About six months to a year. Come on
1: down! Because of the uh, ages of the suspects, detectives will apply for criminal complaints for firearms and drug charges for the 15 year old and then the two 13 year olds involved. God, 15 years
0: old. The only yeah. thing I wanted at 15 years old was to see a magazine that had uh, like a nude boob in it. That's all I really wanted. No, well, now you got a magazine. Uh, yeah, to fill your, up your guns with.
1: Shoots boobs with it.
0: <laughs> Not what I was interested in at 15.
1: No, no, I uh, I was not interested in that at all. My uh, see, I, I couldn't even get the uh, the Playboy magazines.
0: I uh, I, I we, well, I didn't get them either. But uh, you know, I would like sit there in front of the cable television, you know, flipping between channels, hoping yeah. to see like an errant uh, piece of like a like a naked bum in between like a, yeah. like HBO and Cinemax, just flipping between the scrambled s- signals. You kids would have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, but back in the old days, if you didn't subscribe, that's what you would see.
1: I uh I utilize the J.C. Penny uh, Wish Book lingerie section. I use Glamour. Oh yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> no, they—that uh, was the J.C. Penny catalog. That mm. thing was filled with lingerie, oh, and yeah. it was all like, it was all like. Uh, you know, now it would be considered stuff your grandmother would yeah, wear. Yeah,
0: they would be gra- granny panties thing. Yeah. Yeah, but but these but models would the be time, rocking those things back in the early nineties.
1: Those chicks were on fire. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: they sure were yeah. with that waistband pulled up way oh, above their yeah. navel. Oh, oh yeah, give me
1: that hot. hot stuff. <laughs> Anywho. A Greenfield police officer was taken to Bay State Franklin Medical Center after his cruiser was struck by a car while conducting a traffic stop Wednesday night. According to the Greenfield police officer, Nicholas Lemogues was uh, uh, inside his cruiser while in the process of conducting a traffic stop on Pleasant Street at around 7 p.m. when his vehicle was struck by a Toyota Corolla that had turned from Federal Street onto Pleasant Street and crossed over the double yellow solid lines. Uh, Lemogues was taken to Bay State Franklin Medical Center to be treated for what appeared to be minor injuries, the driver, of the Toyota, declined medical attention. Both vehicles were heavily damaged, and according to Greenfield Police, charges could be pending following a further investigation into the crash. That's always got to be. That's like one of those uh, egg-on-your-face moments. Mm-hmm. You're not even involved in the traffic stop, yet you get involved in the traffic
0: stop. I hate being dragged into stuff I didn't uh, want anything to do with.
1: Yeah, that's, ne- that's never good uh, when that happens. No, you. it's not. Uh, On Wednesday, the Holyoke Police Department confirmed to Western Mass News that a police sergeant has been suspended without pay. Now, this is from a different source. Let's see if there's any more detail. Okay. Okay. Officials confirmed that on Tuesday, February 28th, a Holyoke Police Department sergeant was placed on a five-day suspension without pay. We're told the suspension was a direct result of a completed internal affairs investigation, which found the sergeant violated a standard operating procedure. The department added the investigation did not find any evidence of officers being directly assaulted or threatened. What was the original complaint?
0: It doesn't say anything about what was well, at, I mean, what it, was being questioned.
1: Well, it's, it's called the draw your own conclusions newscast. You decide what happened. Oh, well, okay. The department added the investigation did not find any evidence of officers being directly assaulted or threatened. Oh, so did he threaten or assault somebody? Because that's the only thing I'm going to assume by you not having the information of what the investigation was about.
0: Well, see, this is the kind of thing. And again, uh, police departments are sometimes tight lipped when it comes to giving away some information that may make them look bad.
1: But these are copied and pasted news press releases. Nobody called. I guarantee you nobody called the Holyoke police and said, what do you mean by this?
0: I'm, sh- I'm sure that's true. Yeah. But I'm also sure as if they had, the Holyoke police wouldn't have given a whole lot of information anyway. I'm not telling you, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not absolving the news source because, I mean, I know they don't do that kind of thing, but, but I also know that police departments, depending on the What's being alleged are either going to tell you everything or are they going to tell you nothing? That
1: was essentially the same exact story that 22 had from the same source because it was probably just a press release. However, somebody at 22 decided, hey, you know what? Let's put in the the ordinance number that he violated because that might be important. Without saying what that ordinance was or what that rule was. Could you look up that ordinance number? I don't know. I, but I'm talking about if you're passing along information to somebody. Yeah. You think you'd have all of the information? That's the idea of having news, so you don't have to do research. <laughs> <laughs> Theoretically, anyway, the multi-million dollar prize from a winning mass lottery ticket sold in Belchertown has been claimed. Mass lottery spokesperson uh, Christine Christian Atasia said the Skylar Group Trust of Wellesley claimed the $33 million Mega Millions jackpot prize, which was for the drawing on January 24th, uh, on a Wednesday. He added that the advertised jackpot was an estimated $31 million, but it grew to $33 million after actual sales from all participating lotteries were calculated. The trust chose the cash option of a one-time payment of $17,441,861 before taxes.
0: Now, uh, I saw the picture yesterday of the guy... Uh, who is representing this trust?
1: It looks like uh, Harvey Weinstein.
0: Yeah, and he, he's holding on to the five foot check, and I, and I and it says right there on the check the name of the trust, mm-hmm. so it's not an individual, right, that gets outed. So you know the, the whoever winds up winning this thing, you know their privacy is secured. It goes into a trust. You'd have to know who set up the trust to be uh, sure who won. I tell you what, I saw that yesterday. I'm going good for them. Good for them, because if you were to win a jackpot, yeah. regardless of its size, whether it's $33 million or nearly a billion or the $2 billion t- ticket that was sold in California, the last thing I would want is for everybody to know that I've suddenly run into $33 million. Yeah. So they did it right. So good on them.
1: Uh, three people were reported uh, reported missing out of Enfield, police said on Wednesday. The Enfield police said it sought the public's help to find 33-year-old Ashley Knight, 42-year-old Mark Spring, and 33-year-old Shannon Wright. Police said they, uh, said they were all missing from their home in Enfield. Knight, Spring, and Wright were all last uh, heard from about three weeks ago. Police said their whereabouts are unknown and no other details were released. Anyone, there's pictures of these folks on the on the channel three western mass news and if you have any information you're asked to call the enfield police department about that hmm. that's kind of weird that's very weird three adults missing from a home yeah and nobody uh, has for any weeks informa- yeah three and, weeks and nobody has any information about that that's that's going to be one of these mystery ones i i would imagine right i'm sure you're right Uh, let's see, uh, this was one of the, uh, pioneers of, uh, the -the over-the-top fast food items, and now it's back. Are you ready? Yes. KFC just announced they're bringing back their infamous Double Down Sandwich for the first time in almost a decade.
0: It's been that long since you could get the Double Down Sandwich? Yeah.
1: It's, uh, the one with two fried chicken patties instead of buns, no bread, just one chicken patty, bacon, cheese, and sauce, and another chicken patty on top. It debuted in 2010 after they announced it on the April Fool's Day press release, so people thought it was a joke, but it was very real. It's 950 calories, which is twice as many as a Big Mac has. They uh, bought they brought it back for a few weeks in 2014 and haven't sold it in the U.S. since then, so it's been about nine all years. Right. You know
0: what? First of all, if you were to go to a KFC uh, and order the Double Down, it's irrelevant to have the, uh, the caloric uh, measurement publicized because- you don't care if that's the thing that you're going to order. Oh, 900 calories? Then I'll have two.
1: Oh, yes. You know? I'll have uh yes, I'll have 3 actually. 2700 calories.
0: The other thing is, if you eat this and I have not had this, but now that it's coming back, I'm uh, definitely considering. Oh, it. I would totally go for it. Uh wouldn't it leave you with like the greasiest hands of all time?
1: Well, you eat it probably with the wrapper.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Hold you know, the
1: wrapper around the outside of the sandwich and you eat it that way, and that way the juice falls off uh, and the I grease get, falls off. I get off. very
0: rambunctious when I eat those kinds of things. I mean, I, I'd i wind up eating the paper.
1: Was it, uh, I think it was Taco Bell who had, that was a really good one. The shell was a piece of chicken. It was a piece of yes. fried chicken, and they had the taco ingredients in it. It was delicious. Of course. And they got rid of it. Why? Well, probably because of one of these things. It's one of, When you have something that's not normally on your menu and people, like, really like it, in a big, uh, big corporation type like a Taco Bell or a McDonald's, you take that item away and then you only bring it back certain times, like they're doing with this KFC chicken sandwich.
0: Yeah, but if it's been gone for nine years, and that was the last time that people went totally bananas yeah. for... Kentucky fried chicken. I'd had that thing like uh, maybe once a year every year as opposed to like once a decade. Yeah. Or I just have it on the menu as a regular item.
1: A regular item.
0: Cuz chubs like you and me, we yeah. get that thing all the time. Yeah, but see, that's
1: the thing. It loses its appeal. You know, if they had the McRib not to it, all Not to the fat pre-
0: guys like us.
1: Think about it. If they had the McRib all the time at McDonald's, they do it right. They bring it back once a year. They know that like, yeah, people are going to go nuts over this processed piece of crap meat.
0: Same thing with the Shamrock Shake. Yeah. Who doesn't want that when it comes around? You
1: know what? I bought my kid one of those last week. Yeah. I was like, let me take a sip of that. Didn't taste anything like I remember it. Didn't have I that. I haven't had
0: one in years. Didn't have that minty flavor that
1: you love so much? It had a minty flavor to it, but it didn't, uh, I don't know. There was something uh, good about those shakes, and that I don't see, uh, they're different. Hmm.
0: I don't know. Haven't had one in a while either.
1: Surprised the shake machine was actually working. Your Pioneer Valley forecast going to be uh, rainy today with a high of 47. Tomorrow, Sunday with a high of 43. 35 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102.
0: Oh yeah. Sleepy little Sunday. 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 7.50, and uh, Tom Petty with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be rainy
1: today with a high of 47. Tomorrow, Sunday with a high of 43. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield, and uh, we go into our little benchmark.
0: Go ahead. Do it.
2: Now hear this with Bax back- and Nagel on Rock 102.
1: Ah, let's see. Uh, we got some heroes today. We got some crappy music and uh, more crappy music. Okay? <laughs> yes, I'm ready. I'll start with the crappy music. We now have a name for the untitled uh, Metallica song uh, that they teased with us a few days ago. It's called If Darkness Had a Sun. Okay. S- o-, S o N. Get it? Yes. And it's on their upcoming album, 72 Seasons. Here's a little taste of that.
2: If had a
1: sword, here I am. Here Here I am. Here I am. Er,
0: Well, that's it's not too bad. Yeah, it's I mean, it's not Master of Puppets, but at least it's not Saint Anger, so that's somewhere in between. That's okay.
1: I love Master of Puppets.
0: It's a good album, man. All, good album. How many
1: minutes of it is it? Eight minutes. Eight minutes of that. I remember uh, I did a wedding and the guy wanted that played six times.
0: Really? Yeah. The groom?
1: No, just it was, a guest. It was no, no, no. It was the owner of the property who was letting the uh, his uh, niece and nephew have the wedding on his property. And they, he wanted Master of Puppets
0: played how many times? He wanted it uh,
1: between six and eight times. I think we played it throughout the night, beginning yeah. at 4 p.m., ending at midnight.
0: He wasn't looking to have this uh, venue used very often, was he?
1: No, no, I don't yeah, think no, so. Yeah,
0: that shouldn't be a requirement.
1: He was a guy that seemingly had a lot of money but didn't look like he had a lot of money. Gotcha. You know what I mean? I like do. He looked like he would very much enjoy Master of Puppets on repeat <laughs> if he if he were allowed to. Not that there's anything wrong with
0: that. No, but I don't know of a single bride that
1: would agree to that. Uh, here's another crappy song. This keyboard player may have done the impossible. He made a car alarm almost listenable by composing a beautiful song to play over in the incessant honking. Ooh. It has feeling. Hmm. shakes my soul.
0: Does it really? No, not really. I think I'd want to throw the alarm across the room at this point. I don't know why they're praising this person as
1: he's done the impossible. He's just playing music over a car horn. That's annoying. Yeah, that's annoying. That's very annoying. Hey, uh, let's see. Uh, Another clip. A surgeon ran ran through a half marathon in Philadelphia to retrieve an organ that was stuck in traffic and needed for a time-sensitive surgery. The half marathon was the reason the transport driver couldn't uh, get the liver to surgery. Here is Dr. Adam Bodson and patient Charles Rowe talking about uh, the life-saving sprint. I had my sneakers, a coat, and my scrubs, and I ran over there rather slow. But we made it over there past, you know, the marathon, dodging through the runners. I did flag down a police officer before I crossed the marathon, thankfully, who agreed to drive me back if I can get the liver and come back.
2: I'm really grateful to what he did, you know. Because if he hadn't got gotten in me, I wouldn't have got the liver. And I would have been back waiting again. And who knows what would have been transpired, you know, between that time.
1: Uh, and then all of a sudden, he's driving the bus.
0: Well, he kept bringing
1: he kept Everybody kept making the You kept making the stops. Bus. Well, they kept ringing Bring the, the bell. That was his pinky toe. Uh, another clip of her, her, heroism, if you will. A, a police officer in Michigan is getting major kudos after fish, finishing a pregnant DoorDash driver's order after she got into a car accident. Here's the moment that Lieutenant David Allen, uh, I was going to say David Allen Co, but it's not him. Yeah, or uh, David Allen Greer. Uh, or agree, Yeah, David Allen agreed to take the delivery from her, and then when when he brought it to the waiting customer. I have DoorDash stuff in my in the car. So is there any way that you guys can deliver that from me? Yeah, sure. I'll take it for you. They give you a good review <laughs>
2: <laughs> got your door dash. <laughs> i'm not sure if you saw what happened i did not um
1: or wondering why the police are delivering your yeah door dash. she told me that she okay, got an accident she got an accident
0: yeah. oh wow wow well that's nice of the cops to do yeah but how far would he have gone you know what, what I mean? Not, like, I mean, not without his, uh, not out of his jurisdiction.
1: Like, like he obviously is talking to, to whoever's, you know, getting the order. They must be nearby or something, because he says, "Did you see that?" Or did you, did you see what went on? Yeah. And she says, "Yeah, I know." So the driver probably contacted her too. But like if it was 25 minutes away I don't think that cop would have taken the delivery to whoever you know, it was yeah you know,
0: this is uh, you know this is the price of doing business with uh, with doordash you know if they get involved in an accident you can't complain when your food is cold by the time you get it
1: No you can't especially uh, in a situation like this yeah Sometimes hey. it makes sense just to go pick it up yourself. See if I was the cop I would have just eaten whatever the food was in there
0: going hey look at this this
1: uh, this accident went right through our lunch hour. Come
0: on boys. Steve is a cop. It's your job to uphold the law, not to commit a crime. That's not committing a crime. It sure it
1: certainly is. You're wasting food if you're uh you're committing a crime by wasting food. You're stealing somebody's meal. You're not stealing anything. You most certainly are. Uh, you don't think there's a if food got into an accident in a DoorDash car that uh, that it's not unservable now?
0: Uh I don't know if it's unservable, but I mean, you shouldn't be eating the evidence.
1: You know, unlike my my wife's credit card, I'm carrying a very low rate of interest in this conversation. All right.
0: Hey, uh, get a little of this. It is a Thunderbird Thursday. The Springfield Thunderbirds are going to be at the Mass Mutual Center on Saturday against the Charlotte Checkers. Mm -hmm. We have uh, four tickets on the ice for Saturday's game, four hats, four koozies, and an Eastern Conference Championship mini-banner to the 10th caller right now at 293-1021. It's a Thunderbird Thursday. Good luck to you on Rock 102. (laughs) <laughs> rock 102 Springfield's classic rock It's uh 810 with back to Nagle and Rock 102.
1: gonna be uh let's see uh, I lost the weather forecast there oh it's uh gonna be um well rainy today with a high of 47. And tomorrow, sunny with a high of 43. It's 35 right now in downtown Springfield. Hey, um, guess what? Uh,
0: I have no idea.
1: Would you like to own a piece of nostalgia of western Massachusetts?
0: Sure. Who wouldn't?
1: Well, I mean, uh, think, about, uh, think, about other, uh, think about other things that have gone uh, around. Remember the, the, the big tall guy, the tall guy we had down at the Mayflower Marathon. We
0: yeah, the, the, the big giant man. Yeah, that's been
1: sold and uh, purchased a few times over and mm-hmm. uh, now uh, rests with uh, Arment Trucking, I believe. And, uh, and uh, there, there, there are things around the area. Like, what else? What would you want? What, 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 what like, iconic thing would you want around here? <laughs>
0: You know what I would love to own? I would yeah. love to own the uh, the totem pole in Forest Park. Put that in my front yard. Oh, that would be kind of cool. How cool would that be? I would love
1: to own the Big Beaver from the Beaver Storage uh, in Beckett. It's just—it's a storage place, and it's called Big Beaver Storage, and there's this big, giant, like fab- fiberglass beaver sitting out
0: front. I've never there. seen the Big Beaver. Oh, it's huge. Really? Yeah. That's it just, like, a uh, splat all out there for you? Yeah. Well, how would you like to
1: own... The sign from the Magic Lantern.
0: Ooh, I it is, didn't realize that was up for grabs.
1: It is for sale on Facebook Marketplace. The Magic Lantern, uh, this is the description, originally opened in the 1960s. Unfortunately, times have changed and the business was forced to close. The signage out front has been in many photos with famous people and is recognized all over. Who? Where are those photos? Yeah, <laughs>
0: I want to know who are the famous people Uh, of which you speak.
1: And this beautiful uh, neon slash backlit uh, slash church sign type thing Mm -hmm. can be yours for the very very low price of a mere twenty thousand dollars. That's right, folks. Coming to the stage, it's a crystal chandelier—not the one that you uh, put inside of a fire. Oh,
0: but she'll definitely light up a room. But just came out of
1: a uh, C-section operation. Welcome to the stage, Crystal.
0: Okay, uh, listen. uh, Twenty grand for that sign (laughs) seems a a little pricey. Yeah, can you afford to just walk away from a piece of Western Mass history? Uh, like I mean, it's an enormous sign. Yeah, hey, exotic dancers lounge. Do you get the uh, the the sign beneath it that allows you to like change the letters and tell you what kind of uh, um, specials are going on? It's hysterectomy night.
1: It looks like you get the whole kit and caboodle.
0: Wow, well, that's good. Yeah. That's a uh, one. Let's let's just for a moment uh eulogize uh the magic latrine for just a just a moment here i thought it was the tragic lantern it it has been called the tragic lantern too or the tragic latrine if you really want to deface what's going on there yeah but for many years i uh i knew people that referred to this as the local ballet yes you know uh to make it more sophisticated than uh Perhaps it earned, but it was well, still a a quality place where great entertainment could be found.
1: It's actually located in Munson, but it straddles because, it straddles the line between
0: what? Palmer and Munson, like it's like there's a brass pole right in the middle of the yeah. uh, of the street, which separates the two towns.
1: Yeah, it's the taint of Munson yes. separating
0: Palmer and Wilbraham. They, I believe, they call it <laughs> Munson's Perineum. <laughs> The, the Brimfield Bridge
1: <laughs> I believe that's how you, you say. It. But it uh, might be right, but, but it, uh, it, it's, uh, it's for sale. 20 grand, it could be yours. Now, I would buy something like this, but not for20,000 dollars. If it was1,000 bucks, well, I'd say, eh, I would even go as high as 2,500 bucks for that sign.
0: I don't I don't think this but, guy is going to knock the price down by that much. I mean well, that's I don't that's don't a so serious either. serious haggle. Now you already have that Kenny Roaster R- Rogers which, roaster sign, which I don't even have on my property yet. What's taking so long? Well,
1: uh, it has nothing to do with any one person or a thing. It's just, you know, the sign needed to be removed from a building before the building was torn down. Right. So they had to get all this stuff out of this building uh, that was in there. It was all kinds of, like, old rusty restaurant equipment and, like, you know, rats climbing on this stuff. And thank God. Which is the
0: reason why people went.
1: Right. And uh, even the Kenny Rogers roaster sign, which was hanging from a rafter, uh, had lots and lots of, like, seagull poop in it. From all the birds that were flying into this abandoned building, uh, while it was sun. still in operation, N- no, no,
0: no, no,
1: <laughs> no. It's not the wood that tastes; it makes it taste good. Um, but yeah, there were there were birds uh, that were nesting. The whole thing had to be cleaned up, and yeah. now the thing's cleaned up. It's ready to come to my house. I'm just working out. I
0: ha- I, I just it's not a priority
1: for me to get the thing to my oh, house. I,
0: I would it would be in my house already.
1: I uh yeah. I just I need to. Uh, I don't think things through. See, I buy things, and I'm like, oh, well, I didn't even think about having to mount it and having to put it up somewhere. I, and, I would have
0: that you know, in my rumpus room uh, like yesterday.
1: But uh, but that sign is pretty huge, too. That Kenny Rogers Roasters one? Yeah. Well, it's probably I, about eight feet wide okay. and about five feet tall.
0: See, I think this sign outside the, uh, the Tragic Lantern is uh, deceptive uh, because, yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's 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 got to be large enough to see from from a, a good distance because I mean you're on Boston Road, you wouldn't want to miss something like that. It's the it's the only opportunity for real live inter. It was the only opportunity for real live, uh, adult entertainment mm-hmm. other than Miss Piggy's, which closed down years ago. Which was right across the street, right?
1: Wasn't Miss Piggy's like right near there?
0: It it was uh yeah down the road, Kitty Corner.
1: Mm hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah, kitty. In a manner of
0: speaking. Anyway. Keep your kitty corner on a leash. This would be a great thing to own. It's just, yeah. it, you know, that's a... Ooh, my pockets are a little bit, uh, a little bit shallow when oh, it comes yeah. to that thing. Oh, yeah. This uh, this could be yours. Where would
1: you put it, though? Like, it, this belongs, like, in a museum. Um, <laughs> It really does. There should be, like, a Western well, Mass Museum with, like... Old Stigers signs and you know you know things that don't exist anymore. The Ledo's thing, sure, that, the right. Gerald Deans, mm-hmm. uh, you know, canopy thing.
0: <laughs> I have a hard time imagining that uh, any married man uh, who dis- who uh, who presented this purchase to their wife say, "Honey, listen, I got a chance to buy something that I think is just going to be a great conversation piece for years to come." How would you feel if I dipped into our bank accounts and ripped out $20,000 to bring the sign of the magic lantern home for our rumpus room? I'm going to guess that probably would be seen with a uh, with a stern grimace and a good deal of yeah. of uh, of negativity. Yeah, I don't think that's going to work out. You don't think that's going to fly? No, I don't think uh yeah. Too bad, because that Anthony's two sign that I got in nineteen ninety seven really has rounded Uh, out the really brings the room together. I've really only been in the
1: Magic Lantern probably about I'd say five times, right? And uh, three of them were for bachelor parties, and two of them were just like you know we're all going out drinking for a night and winding up at the Magic Lantern somehow, somehow, some way, right? It was a that one bachelor party i went to kind of really like turned me off from the whole experience because mm-hmm. i remember i told you this there was pizza being served it was in the back room at the magic lantern which was basically uh, a, just a partitioned part of the of the bar sure and then uh, so we had like you know probably 20 25 guys in this room and you know the dancers are coming out doing their thing and then pizza shows up and then uh, you sit down and eat the pizza at at the area right in front
0: at eye of, level.
1: At eye level. And um yeah, it uh, <laughs> it makes you not want to eat pizza. I'll tell you that. How many pies did you get? Uh well, well there was one piece that had a hair in it. <laughs> right. <laughs> But um, but but yeah, it was. Well, you gross. don't see that
0: very often. No, but you're, like, you're
1: sitting there eating pepperoni pizza, and you're like, oh, uh,
0: "This looks like this." Yeah, I, I yeah I I'm sure that there are some uh, gentlemen's club that serve good food, mm-hmm. but I got to tell you, if I was really hungry, it would be the last place I'd want to order food.
1: But we didn't order food from there. Yes, we ate food that was ordered from somewhere else.
0: Ah, okay, well then th- that's that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's it
1: wasn't fish fry night at the Lan- Magic Lantern. <laughs> it was, it was. They don't they didn't serve food there. Maybe some peanuts at the bar, but that's about it. I don't think there was any uh, <clears throat> cooking mechanism. Early, in the you, back. you didn't go there on Taco Night. No, no, no.
0: Taco Tuesday <laughs> is.
1: That's a no-no, no bueno Taco Tuesday. At the magic lantern.
0: You know the the sad part about yeah. this uh, this thing is you don't. I don't see anybody uh, you know making a bid on this on uh, on Facebook uh, Marketplace. It's like like I, I I assume if you were going to go for this, you'd probably you know message this guy privately. But there's there's nothing here where anyone's saying hi. Is this still available? Yeah. I would think this well, would be something that everybody would want.
1: We don't know if anybody's contacted them.
0: You know, the the, the, I, I, the sign is enormous, very yeah. much like the, the sign of the fifth alarm, the one that that guy was dancing on a couple years ago. Yeah. So, and if I'm looking at this picture correctly, is it up to you to take it down and take it away?
1: There's no details on that.
0: Because this thing yeah. is very close to uh, to electrical wires.
1: Well, I'm sure the electricity would have to be shut off. Before. I don't think they're going. Yeah, just uh, take a couple of bolt cutters, cut those wires, and you'll be all set. <laughs> yeah, I don't.
0: I think it's a very complicated yeah. thing to take away. There's uh, been
1: there's and, been a lot lots of shockers given here over the years. Oh
0: yeah, I, that's true. But I'm, I'm wondering if that's part of the price. Is its take it, 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 it's removal and delivery. It could very because well be. Then, because then now you're talking about you know a major yeah. project for something that probably isn't going to well, cost you more than just a couple grand.
1: I mean, the thing is probably cemented very well into the ground. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You're right. There's probably a big, giant process to get this thing out. It's been there since the 1960s, or even if it wasn't put up in the 70s or 80s, it's still been there a long time.
0: That would look so good in your house. Wouldn't it, gr- it would look great? It would look yeah. great. Yeah. I Not the- good. Great. Yeah, it, it would look fantastic.
1: I think I'll stick with the Kenny Rogers roaster sign.
0: It's uh, eight twenty-two with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two. GG, Rock One Hundred Two, Springfield's classic rock. It's eight twenty-nine and Bon Jovi with Bax and Nagel on Rock One Hundred Two.
1: Going to rain for most of the day. Dan Brand will give you the forecast in
0: just a second. Anyway, so uh, why bother? Uh, I just want to remind you, uh, check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. My guest, uh, Gina Schock, the drummer for the Go-Go's. Yeah. Uh, the, the all-time, most successful all-female rock band ever. And uh, you can check that out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and rock102.com. There you go. Yeah. I also have an update. Um, I don't know when I'll get to that.
1: My little Springfield Parking Authority fight. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got a hearing yesterday. Really? Even after I said I didn't think I would be able to get to it, but I wound up doing it. And? And? Uh, the decision has not been made, and uh, they'll notify me in a week. Then what the hell's the point of going out to the, to the, uh, to the hearing? Well, uh, I guess this person has to decide whether or not I deserve the ticket or not. What a bunch of garbage that is. It is a bunch of garbage.
0: You showed up. You were in front of a judge. You yeah. were in front of a judge? No, it wasn't
1: a judge. Magistrate? I don't know. It was Bob from the Springfield Parking Authority who recorded the whole conversation. Uh, So I had to present my evidence.
0: Did they give you any indication about uh, whether they thought you were right or wrong? Nope. No? Nope. No? Nope. It was, it was actually kind of a
1: It's kind of a lengthy story. We can get into it a little bit later. If okay, that's fine. We got nothing else going on. Why not? Yeah, why not? We can just uh, steamroll the newscast and talk sure. about it. Sure.
0: We got news next to Rock 102. Here's your Western man from far and wide. They tell us there's nothing quite like the Blue Heron. Call for a reservation. And if it's a nice evening, maybe after dinner, a walk to the button ball. It's uh, 8.51 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Just uh, went back to a Facebook marketplace, uh, still known as BOTS, the Magic Lantern sign. It's not
1: going to be picked up that quick.
0: Well, I mean, we did talk about it. You know, the thing about it is uh, I'm finding many people are calling this the uh, the dirty flashlight. And I've only yeah. heard that only a handful of times. The dirty flashlight. Well, because the lantern part looks like the uh, the illuminating end of a flashlight.
1: Oh, I see.
0: You see. So it looks like a flashlight. I've always called it the magic latrine or the uh, the tragic lantern. Wouldn't One it of the two. Be more of a flashlight. I don't think you'd want to stick that any place. Although, you know, if uh if you had the 20 grand and you brought it home, I suppose that would be up to you. Eh, I guess so. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I don't know if I got, uh, got an extra 20 grand lying around. Don't you?
0: Um I can think of 20,000 things I would rather do with20,000 dollars than buy that sign, but I gotta be honest with you. I'm looking if that sign were like 500 bucks, yeah, or less, what, I'd consider it.
1: What part looks like a flashlight?
0: the uh, the yellow part of the sign, this is magic lantern on it. yeah, it looks like a like a flashlight.
1: No, it doesn't. It looks an like old, a like an like a lantern. It looks like an old lantern. That's see, the whole idea. Of it.
0: That's why I never put much stock in the idea of calling it the uh, the dirty flashlight.
1: Yeah, that's somebody who doesn't know what a flashlight looks like. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. not that's not what a flash that that would not be the thing I would say looks like a flashlight. No. I would say that looks like either. Uh, an old lantern mm-hmm. or uh, like a like a box where uh, Chinese food comes in
0: now the 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 mm-hmm. thing that bothers me about this sign mm-hmm. is uh, is are the posts yeah you know once you take this away do you think you could remove I mean, I mean I, obviously everything is all held together by these two posts right yeah. Can you cut the post down? I mean you, you you would need a very large like a like a vaulted ceiling well, to put this in your house. Yeah, you're going to have to cut them
1: because the things are probably cemented into the ground. Now, it's it amazes me that being on such a busy thoroughfare yes. as Route 20. Yes. That nobody has knocked this sign down with a car or a truck, uh, you know, uh with all the, the the accidents that happen with drinking and driving, let's say at two o'clock in the morning kind of yeah. thing, you're coming home from someplace. Nobody has run off the road to knocked this sign down, which is a it's pretty impressive to me that it has from all the years that this has been around hasn't uh, hasn't been knocked down. Yeah,
0: I know it's when, uh, it is uh, somewhat of a mystery.
1: Wouldn't that be uh, the tragedy that you spend the twenty thousand dollars and you drop the sign as you're taking it, putting it in your car? That that would be terrible. Yeah, like oh, like, oh, yeah, don't, uh, you get it all the way home. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I, and I, you're just about to mount it, and it falls over, and it smashes everywhere, and you're out twenty grand.
0: You know what I would be uh, worried about? Mm. Uh, I would be worried that uh, that. I bring it home, okay, uh, and I don't have the right power source, so I can't light it up. Yeah. Or I have to remove, say, like a, like the yellow plastic that says Magic Lantern to fix the light bulbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I break it. Yeah. I break you it. And smash it in half. I've just spent $20,000 on the Magic Lantern sign, yeah. and I break it trying to ch- change the knobs. Now, now you just have a sign that says... Gick, the bulbs. Gick urn. Yeah, right. Yeah. Dick although, Urn. although you know, I think the most exciting part of this is the exotic dancer's lounge, topless. Well, there's something about those
1: words, and there's something about the way it's presented in a neon <laughs> fashion form.
0: No, I know. That
1: makes, you, uh, makes it kind of move, if you know what I'm saying.
0: No, I, I hear you.
1: Topless, lounge, bar, Exotic. Exotic sounds so much like erotic, so it, it's yeah, you know it's one of those interchangeable words that you can use
0: you know I've always you know and and again I didn't even realize that it was uh, it was closed but because the sign always uh, suggested that it was about to open and that strip stakes were inside ooh strip sticks. uh I was always very intrigued by the idea of amateur night yeah. now I heard that they weren't necessarily actual amateurs that uh, the women that were dancing on amateur night yeah kind of knew what they were doing because they had some experience but i was always kind of intrigued about you know uh you know, well what kind of amateurs are we talking about i mean we're talking about like uh, granny clampett is a uh, board around the house one night and says jid <laughs> Can you drive me to Munson?
1: No, those were just the employees. I don't know what amateur night looked like. (laughs) I have no idea. Uh, I told you, years ago, I went into the, uh, the, when it was Anthony's 2, the one that's now a kitchen bath place on Boston Road, and uh, it was like a Tuesday night. It was very rainy and dark, and probably about, I don't know, 7 or 8 o'clock at night. Maybe even earlier than that. It was probably about 6 o'clock, and there uh, there was one dancer there who didn't look like she should be dancing. And uh, I said, uh, you know, after sitting there for like 25 minutes, and I'm like, uh, is there any other dancers out? And she's like, I'm it till 8 o'clock, honey. <laughs> That's when I decided to leave because there was no other interview. <laughs> you know, it was like a jukebox stuck with just Steve Miller on it. Wow. Right? It's, like, uh,
0: it's Nobody wants that kind of no, repetition. No, 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 no. You don't want to see that. Well either way. Hey uh Back in Black is coming to uh <laughs> is coming to uh Gateway City Arts on March eleventh, uh presented by Throttle Rocker Nation. Uh tickets are fifteen dollars in advance, twenty dollars at the door. You gotta be over twenty one in order to attend, but great band, uh the ultimate uh, ACDC AC D C experience, tenth caller right now. We got a pair of tickets for you for that show. Uh good luck to you. Just about eight fifty eight on Rock One O Two.